Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Board Gaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And today we're going to keep on cruising along with this uh, sort of beginner podcast, uh, how would I put it, guide uh, in the roughest sense of the word, uh, or sort of help series, uh, where we try to help new players get into this large and kind of intimidating hobby by breaking it down into step-by-step pieces that might help guide people to the next step. In the past couple of episodes, we've covered everything from the basics of uh, Age of Sigmar and Warhammer 40k in terms of the lore and the setting. We've looked at some of the general archetypes of armies and on the table and how they actually play when you want to push your figures around. Uh, we've broke it down into those archetypes being in each of the games that we are discussing in this series. And which ones might be right for you? Uh, we've talked about getting into the lore once you've kind of picked your own faction. Last episode, we talked about building and painting and hobbying and how to approach that healthily. And now we're on to what we think is the next step in your progression. Uh, John, so let's assume that you're somebody who has some models, maybe just a handful of models, and you're trying to build them and trying to paint them maybe. What do you think you're on the hunt for next to keep on rolling? Well, it's something that I'm still on the hunt for, and that is a good <laughs> game store to use those models at. Oh, um, yeah. It's probably one of the most important parts of the hobby, um, because as much as this is a physical, artistic kind of game hobby, it also is very heavily entrenched in community. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially for the long term. You're going to want people to play this with long-term talk about it with discuss paint with maybe go on some trips to tournaments with just in general you're gonna want people to play this with and the best way to find people if you don't have a large group of friends that already play is through a local game store and so that's what we're going to try to cover in this episode is what makes games work good what is one um what to do if you don't have one uh and just in general try to cover that whole topic so, Joe, why don't you start getting us off into that? Yeah, sure. So, as John mentioned, this is a hobby that, well, it is it is something that you could do by yourself for a lot of it. You know, last episode, John and I broke down how much time it takes for you to paint something and how much time we spend building stuff. And those are things you could kind of do on your own. But it really is a community-based experience. I mean, you you have these models and minis. Uh, presumably for you to kind of sit down across the table and play against somebody. And the best way to do that is to find a friendly local gaming store. Now, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a local business, whether that's a chain store or a, in you know a smaller mom and pop shop, that supports the hobby in your local community. Uh, it might be a games workshop store. Uh, it might be something you've never heard of before, but generally speaking, it's a place you go to place your orders, get more models, get more paint, more brushes, more supplies, and also, it's a place that a lot of people go to play their games, because let's be honest, like, it, these tables are pretty big, I mean, what's standard now, four foot by six foot? 
Uh, four foot by five foot now, as of ninth edition. <clears throat> well, that's for forty k, not Age of Sigmar. So, like, you're gonna a need big like a space. Yeah, a four foot by six foot table, it, or maybe a little smaller, but you're gonna need some room to play. And for people who have like apartments, or maybe you're somewhere where you don't have a lot of extra room, that's hard to do at home. And in addition to that, you're gonna have to have some stuff to put on the table. You're going to need, like, little buildings and trees and hills and rock formations or little burnt-out ruins. Um, you're going to need terrain to set up on that table, even if you have one at home. Although, you could play Brokehammer, which is a totally different discussion, which John and I are very familiar with, where you use garbage for terrain. Uh, we'll get into Broke Hammer eventually in Garage Hammer. It'll just be a whole thing. That'll be a, that'll be a very fun topic. We should record that in a garage. <laughs> yes, that'll be its own episode. Um, that's one close to our hearts. But let's assume you want to have like a fancy looking table. Uh, you're probably going to want to go to a store to do that in addition to buying your models. So generally speaking, it's something that you want to have because this isn't like most of your other hobbies. Uh, you know, let's say... You also are into video games. You're really used to playing whether that's like FPSs or MOBAs or RTSs or whatever you're into. You could pretty much go to any store to get that game. I mean, whether you're going to like a one of a thousand big box stores or whether you're going to like a local game store, it really doesn't matter. Or even if you're buying them online or electronically, digitally, that's what a lot of people are doing now. None of that matters to you. It doesn't affect you in any way if you have to go to the shop next door um but that's not the case here see you cannot just go online sadly you can't just like go online and click find game and end up with somebody to play with so you have to go to kind of like the tabletop nerd watering holes and kind of like root around for people to play with and uh, for me, I ended up finding success when I found a game store that worked for me. So I think in terms of like why you want one of these things, why you want a cool, chill game store to go to, uh, first and foremost, I think it's because you will have a place to find games and meet new folks who, if nothing else, you at least share one thing in common with, and that's the hobby. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, like to, to bounce off that... The store is integral to seeing new releases outside of like online about understanding the local players you're going to be playing with, uh, getting together, learning new techniques, learning new things about the army, discussing it, staying hyped, staying engaged with the hobby that you might lose motivation long term with. Um, and on a separate kind of outside of the game way, you're supporting a local business, which uh, if you know, you're up on the times about any of that, that's really important. Uh, Buying all of your models online will eventually lead to local game stores not getting enough money to stay up, which removes people being able to go somewhere to play, which yeah. will remove players. That's a shame. It's, yeah. It, it, it's really important to engage with the community and the hobby while playing. If that's not your bag and you're just here to paint models and play with one or two of your friends, more power to you. But I highly suggest that you can gain a lot from going out, meeting other people that are into this very niche hobby, and getting to know one another. It allows you to meet different kinds of people, broadening your horizons, uh, get out of your shell a little bit. It's very great. It's very, very rewarding. 
Also, you can show off your cool models to them when you paint them and they can see your progress. And it's great. Yeah. Big flex. Big, big flex. Um, Huge flex. <laughs> I think there is something to that. Like it, it is a local business, but I think even more than that in this hobby, it is the heart of your local community. And I know that sounds a little dramatic, but it is true. Um, it is where everybody gathers. It might be the place that like tournaments are organized and gaming leagues are set up so you have people to play with week to week to week or narrative campaigns are set up where you actively tell a story with a bunch of other people that you could get together with and have a guaranteed opponent to play against and all with a similar goal in mind of how you want to play and if you don't support that store that community might go away and nobody wants that it would it would be absolutely a shame for that to go away. So, generally speaking, you have to know what a good gaming store looks like if you want to find, you know, a friendly local gaming store. Because, John, as as we unfortunately have had experience with, not all of them are, are created equal. And uh, you might end up stumbling into a place that's not so great if uh, if you aren't careful. Yeah, I mean, I've lived in three separate states in the United States. Um, each state, I've while well, doing this hobby, I should say, and each of them had different game stores that I've been to. So I've been to lots of game stores across a bunch of different places. And a lot of them have things in common that make them great. And there are individual instances that were not so great. And definitely some horror stories and some problems that you should look out for. Uh, because not all local game stores are going to be the right fit for every person. Uh, we uh, live, well, I live more out in the country. Joe, you live closer to a big city. And so in the country, we have less opportunity for game stores. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you go to a game store, it's not going to have some of the appropriate things you'd be looking for. Um, like they might not have air conditioning. Uh, in their play space. They might not have a really well heated in their airspace, in their play space. Uh, they might have a bunch of people there that make you uncomfortable. That's kind of common, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, even, pe even if they seem comforting, like, let's say you walk in and there's no, like, red flags when you look around, um, it might just be a place that fosters a community that isn't welcoming and that you don't enjoy um the first place i tried i went to and i tried to find a pickup game and i was brand new i just had kind of like what i brought out of the box and i was just kind of wide-eyed and excited and uh because of like the community of this place that didn't have a whole lot of people people who were there were kind of chuds i mean yeah. i i put down my like basic beginner army to have a like a fun game just trying to learn and kind of explain that to the person and they stomped me with a tournament net list because that's just the idea of fun at that game store and that was sort of the repeated experience um and if that's the case you know it might not be a place that's for you if you're not super into that and if that's endemic to the whole community at that game store not just one person Man, there's nothing wrong with getting out of there and looking for another shore. Because yep. at least where I'm at, I got lucky. I found another store that 
I kind of took a risk on, and uh, I scooped it out, and it's gone way better. So, I guess the that if uh, how do I put this? So, if we know that there are great game stores out there, and that you want one, but also that there are some stinkers with maybe some less than kind folks in them, uh, how do you spot a good one? And what do you think the steps are to go scope that place out? Well, uh, first off, check for reviews online. Uh, most mm. game stores will have reviews on Google uh, talking about it. They'll have pictures of the inside, so you can check it out before going there. Uh, and on a kind of uncomfortable note, especially if you're not a straight white guy. Uh, <laughs> there's no nice way of saying that. But if you're someone who's not the predominant uh, demographic for this game store, you might go to a place that will make you very uncomfortable or feel very unsafe. So scope it out before you go in there um, and try to go during the day. Don't go at night when there's going to be a bunch of people there, like on a Friday night or Saturday night. You probably won't get a bunch of, uh, for the first time, you probably will not get a good idea of what that place is like because they're kind of putting on face for the large amount of people that are going to be there. So try to go like during the day or like an afternoon, during the week or like on a Sunday. Uh, maybe go there to buy a couple pieces of paint or a brush or a model kit or something. Uh, go in there, probably bring your partner or a friend. Uh, walk in, check it out, talk to the guy behind the register, try to chat up about some stuff, like maybe talk about the upcoming releases, ask some questions, kind of scope it out with how do they handle things in a way that will keep me comfortable. Um, and keep an eye on the people in there when your first time in. Uh, then, you know, leave. I would not plan to play a game the first time you're going to go try out a, no, a store. No, I just plan to go see it and be ready to boogie if it's not a place for you. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe ask about, you know, if you start feeling good about it, ask the guy behind the counter. And be like, hey, what's the what's the play like here? Like, when, when do you have people come and do pickup games? Do you have a calendar? Do you have a schedule? Most stores do. Mm-hmm. Um, Ask them if there's a, anybody in the community there that day. If you want to go, maybe talk to them and ask them about the community. Have some questions. Yeah. Kind of get a feel for the kind of players they are. And then once you've had that, kind of go home. Think about it. See what you like, what you didn't like. And if you feel comfortable, go back. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go in and you have, you know, a good interaction with people there, the place looks clean. Uh, it looks like it's somewhere that's big enough to to play games to kind of make your community hub you see they got events going on so you think other people probably seem to like this place um i think that's when you can come back maybe on like a for me my game store the biggest night is friday night uh and even at the game store i didn't like there weren't many people who went there which probably should have told me something but then it was a friday night also so like maybe head up there on a friday and just go in Again, maybe buy something small, paint, brush, whatever, and uh, hang around, look around the room, see people playing games. Are they smiling? Are they laughing? Is everybody having a good time? You know, it does this look like it's a place where people don't just like math stuff out, but are people standing around kind of shooting the breeze, have chatting and having friendships outside of this game? Because that's really good side um if everybody is in there not just like playing hard but are laughing while playing and are having sidebar conversations because it's just 
the community watering hole on that evening. I would also not suggest going on a day where they would have a tournament. Like, don't let oh, your first imp- yeah. impression be a, a, a tournament day. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> you, you will see some probably odd behavior, especially if you're not used to, to the game as a whole. And something I'm going to use as a suggestion, you can feel free to disregard it entirely if you want to. Bring your partner when you're testing out a store. Especially if your partner is not normally into this kind of stuff and they just want to come see what it is. If they're comfortable with it. Because if for somebody who isn't invested in the game and isn't invested in like finding a good one, maybe they're not desperate to find a store because they don't really care if you go or not, their opinion will also matter because they're not very familiar with the place. And if they get bad vibes on top of maybe you have some, some iffy situations on it, they might be able to make you kind of see another perspective. Um, I actually had this happen to me at a game store I went to uh, probably about eight years ago where I had walked into a game store with my partner at the time, and I had been there once or twice. And I was like, it's, it's fine, it's whatever. Um, but as we were, I was sitting around and playing, and she was hanging out, just kind of seeing what I'd like to do as a hobby, um, she kept getting hit on. And she had, kept getting weird stares, kind of like the stereotypical nerd thing of, oh no, there's a girl in our safe haven. And it really made her uncomfortable, and it made me question going back there, because that's not a, a good environment to play a game long term. Because what if you have kids? What if you have, like, a partner who's shy and doesn't like that kind of attention? You know, you you want a safe place to go play this game where you can kind of express yourself and have a good time and not worry about someone's weird behavior. And I would keep that in mind, too, when you try to go find a store, especially if you have a family and especially if you want to bring other people into the store to play with that you might know, like friends and stuff like that, because everyone has different limits. So having a safer, more friendly place will just be better for you long term than just dealing with a kind of gross store because it's the only one close to your house. If that makes yeah. sense. And I think that's fair. And like I, uh, I kind of got into this hobby with uh, with my lady who was super supportive of me getting into it, and she went with me to some of the shops, and uh, I unintentionally had. Sometimes similar experiences, um, but I will say they were the minority of the time, and I don't want everybody out there to get the idea that like all most of these stores have these problems. They don't, but there are some, and you know if you're gonna go out there, at least go out there kind of armed with the knowledge that you might want to be a little observant when you first go to somewhere new. Um, but if you do get lucky and you end up going to a store that like. Your initial visit felt good. Cool. Your sort of like packed night visit, that's not a tournament day, went good. Everything felt great. Maybe you met some new people. Maybe you had some fun conversations. Uh, Maybe you even get invited to come back for like a pickup game. Or you get told about a a league they have going on or a gaming club. You know, that's awesome. Uh, But what else? You're still not out of the woods. There's, I would say, one more thing you got to look out for. Even if the community is great, uh, I would, if you get through that point and you're really enjoying it, everything's great. You're running on all cylinders. You're super excited to come and hang out again. I would order something at the store that they might not have in stock. You know, let's say um, you're playing, I don't know, you're playing Space Marines. If they order something that's not on the shelf and see how long it takes to get there. 
and if it gets there when you are told it's going to get there. Because that's another problem I've had with shops where I'd ask to order some product, I would pay for said product, I'd be told product would be there in like one or two weeks, and then two months later, still nothing. No idea what's happening with it. Um, and that, that was pre-COVID, wasn't it? Yes, that was uh, probably when I first started getting into the hobby, so 2015, 2016? Uh, yeah, it was way pre-COVID. It, but in this instance, it was just a store owner who wasn't very good at doing the the logistic the logistical side of owning a business. You know, like he was a person who was nice and he really enjoyed the game. Henceforth, owning a game store. But when it came time to actually do the business part, where I I you know I need to buy something, it just was difficult for him to uh, to accommodate. And you don't want to be stuck in that situation. Yeah, that can be a very uncomfortable like position to be in. And it's a good, it's a really good point because if you can order, if you can't order like a hero unit and get it within like two or three weeks, and you know it's on on in stock on the Games Workshop website or on wherever website you're trying to get stuff from, and you can't just get that within a reasonable amount of time, and it takes months. What's that mean for his own stocking and the long-term viability of being able to support this store with your purchases? It it, it will limit what you can and cannot do. And it also kind of shows what happens if I actually run into some trouble at the store. Like, what if somebody's kind of a jerk or is doing some unsavory stuff? And I say something to the owner, is he going to actually handle it? Or is it going to get put off like the order I made that was going to make him money for two months? Yeah. So I mean, I think it kind of shows you the quality of the captain at the helm. If that, you know, if I'm allowed a boat metaphor here, and, uh, it could maybe steer you in another direction. If that's looking like it's going to be your primary place to buy stuff. Because you can't buy what you can't get a hold of. Uh, but also, John mentioned something that I think is really important to mention at this point in time. Now, if you are listening to this, you know, a year down the line or further, uh, we are recording this in December of 2020. And unfortunately, we are in a pandemic that has made many, many small businesses change how they function. And especially in this sort of social wargaming hobby where where you're sharing dice and pushing minis around a table and touching stuff and packed breathing in close... the same air. <laughs> yeah. It like packed in close quarters. Cause we're all trying to get in to play a game. Uh, it's made a lot of friendly local gaming stores do things differently. So if you're going to go out and do like these steps during the COVID era, um, cut them some slack, you know, even great game stores, probably not going to be super busy right now. Cause well, you can't get in close to play a game. Um, at least for me, my local game store, I have found one that is incredible. I love it there. And it was before this all happened. Uh, I was going there probably every Friday and playing pickup games, sometimes two days a week to play pickup games. But now they've had to cut their hours back. Instead of being open five days, they're open two days. And they're not open for as long. And there aren't as many people who can play games in the store. So a place that was, uh, you know, a little over a year ago, packed the gills with maybe 30 people, 40 people in a night having a great time now looks a little dead. And uh, 
I imagine that's probably the case for a lot of stores, at least here in the U.S., because they have to. So, you know, keep that in mind. Cut them a little slack. Um, this is a rough time to judge for a lot of things, and uh, I wouldn't want you to pass up what might otherwise be a good store just because you went at a, at a rough time for everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, if you know somebody who's into these hobbies, uh, personally, you might be able to just ask them where do they go, especially yeah. if they're a local friend. Um, a lot of people have opinions about the game stores they go and they support and they buy stuff from. And that's how you will find a lot of stores. That's how I found stores for a long time. Was I would just have friends who were also into this and talk to them and be like, hey, where do you buy your stuff? They're like, oh, well, I go to X store and they have all sorts of stuff. They stock more than just GW stuff. They've got all the other war games too. And that's how you can really start trying out different places. It's also how I just decided not to go to some places. I have had friends tell me, oh, absolutely don't go to that store. Here is valid reason X, Y, Z, and W. Like, <laughs> and it is word of mouth from people you already trust is a great way for finding a place before having to test out like seven stores yeah it'll definitely lead you in the right direction and once you do find a store you like it goes the opposite way too you know tell your friends family whoever is maybe even tangentially interested in the hobby if you found a good store let them know you know help them from having to do the legwork that you had to do if you found a place that really really works for you and you think it could be helpful for other people to join in Sing it from the rooftops. It's especially if it's a small local business, they could use the money. So absolutely, don't be worried to kind of share it with folks. Bring other people into your game store once you find it. You know, if you've got somebody who wants to play a game, that's cool. Bring them to the game store. Set out a table. Use a lot of game stores have like terrain on the walls. Pick it down. Build it up. See if it feels right for them. A lot and, of game stores will do demo games, too. They'll have, like, demo oh yeah. armies to, to play, to show p new people the game. Yeah, and it might, you then can be a, not only end up going to the game store, but you could also be a part of that community, bringing other people to it and growing it slowly. And I think that's kind of the goal, especially if you've got a place that's a a good home base for you to do that. But, unfortunately, not everybody has that. Um... As I mentioned, I have found a game store over the past couple of years that I really enjoy. And pre-pandemic, I had a ton of fun going to. And now I still, you know, give them my business because I want them to make it through this. But that's, that's not the case for everybody. You know, where you're at, maybe there's only one local gaming store that is near you. And maybe it's not a place that you enjoy. Or maybe there just are none near you. You know, like John mentioned, he lives a little further out in the country. And uh, once you get out there, at least here, sometimes it is absolutely barren when it comes to tabletop gaming. Like, you just might not have a store within 50 miles. Not to mention a lot of stores are, especially post-COVID, are probably going to have to shut their doors. And before COVID, a lot of stores run on a tight margin. Mm -hmm. It's something a lot of people who get into the hobby don't realize because the stuff's kind of expensive, right? Like the Warhammer stuff's kind of expensive. You'd imagine these people make plenty of money to keep the doors open. They don't run that much profit. And the the rent and the power to keep 
it all open for people to come play costs a lot of money and they have to pay their employees and they have to keep stuff in stock that might not sell for months and there's not a huge steady flow of income all the time they don't make a ton of money um and so the smaller the area like the smaller population area the less likely it is to even have a store not to not to mention multiple like yeah. In my situation, I don't have a store that sells Warhammer stuff in my town. I have to go to a bigger city to do it. And even that bigger city only has two stores that I know of right now. And only one of them has steady hours before COVID. Who knows what it's going to be like after all this. So Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. So even if this was a problem before, I imagine a lot of people out there listening, you might be in this boat post-pandemic even more so. So... We thought we'd take some time to talk about what to do if you just don't have a gaming store locally to go to. And if that's the case, don't worry. You are not alone. There's a lot of folks out there who have that. But you just got to kind of navigate around it carefully if that's the case. Um, You know, if you can't find your own friendly local gaming store, store made is fine. Um, (laughs) So, like, first and foremost... Where are you going to buy your models? Okay. Like we all want to do this hobby, whether maybe you don't even want to play, but even if you just want to paint and build, you got to get models. It's just, it is what it is. And as much as supporting local businesses are, are nicer or would be preferable for us. Um, you know, if that's not something that you can do buying online, have at it, man. Like you can get models shipped straight to your door from a lot of places. Uh, Amazon sells it. Frontline Gaming's another place that a lot of folks use that is sort of a large community distributor that offers some sort of discount on a lot of the products that people use. And you could get that sent to you and track the package to your door. And at least that way you could still keep your hobby going. And John, I think you've had to do this a number of times. Yeah, I, I don't actively go to a game store near me and i haven't for since before covid as well uh to a steady degree so i don't really have a good one um and so I've, I've, i make most of my purchases online or i drive up to joe store and, and buy them uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's a drive but like i promised that i really really shout about the store so sometimes there, we just we will make the drive to come up here and get them or i'll get them for him and meet him halfway between us and you know we'll do a a trade in a McDonald's parking lot. It's, uh, yeah, we've th- done that during COVID. It's been great. Uh, but the, <laughs> um, you know, you can order it online. Um, some stuff you will not be able to order from like frontline gaming or Amazon, mm-hmm. especially if it's order older stuff like metal or, uh, really 90, like old nineties, 10, 20 year old models that they still sell on the GW website. Um, you will have to buy, just buy from the GW website. Forge world will have to be bought from the Forge world website, stuff like that. Um, or eBay also is another place you could go to get used models or even some new models. Great, great idea. Um, also, Frontline Gaming has a secondhand store where you can buy used models. And from what I understand, they do have a good customer service uh, response. So if you get something that's like really, really bad, you can talk to them about it and they'll figure it out. And I will say, ordering stuff from GW... They do have great customer service. I have ordered multiple things from GW that when I got it, it was missing parts on the sprue. And they did not require me to send it back. They just required pictures of the product and what was missing. 
and they sent me a whole new one. <laughs> I got the Dark Vengeance starter set a long time ago mailed to me, and it was missing, like, a, a individual figure. I believe it was, like, the Chaos Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, like, oh, man, that sucks. Anyways, we just sent you another box. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Which is which is great. Uh, I absolutely applaud GW's customer service when it comes to messed up uh, sprues and, and, and bits of plastic. Yeah, they'll take care of you. And, you know, if if also if you're looking for, like, specific used models, uh, another place that I've used if I couldn't get it locally was the Troll Trader. They're a, a secondhand used model shop that, you know, they show you a picture of exactly what you're buying and exactly what state it's in, and you could get it sent right to your door for maybe cheaper than it is new in the box and whereas normally we could do that at a gaming store by kind of asking around you know who's selling what you know i'm looking to buy x army you know if you guys hear that somebody's getting rid of it let me know you could simulate that at home you could still do some of that another strange thing to go look for and i have had good luck with is half price books some half price bookstores will sell models in their toy section in little plastic bags for heavily discounted rates. I've found dreadnoughts, whole space marine squads, I've found demons, I've found all sorts of stuff at half price books. And if you go to their sci-fi section as a two for one, you can normally find Warhammer novels there for like two or three dollars a piece. Oh yeah. Much, much Very cheaper. Cheap. Yeah. Uh, granted you don't get to choose necessarily what you want because it's a used bookstore and their inventory is going to be decided by who sells what. But I've I've even found some like rule books there. Oh yeah, not I have found like, entire editions. <laughs> yeah, well, they have a lot of old edition stuff, and I'm guilty myself of selling my old edition books. But they've I've even found some this edition books at half mm-hmm. price books. So, and it's another place you could go search and root around if you have similar used bookstores like that in your area. Yeah, that's that's a great way for actually getting the product. But what happens when you? You can get the product delivered to you, or you can go get it used or secondhand, but you're having a hard time, like, staying motivated or, like, talking to anyone about it. Maybe you don't have a lot of friends who are interested in the game. What do you do? Oh, well, I find, yeah. I, f- I find that a lot of towns and cities and areas have local Facebook groups or forums or places where you can go on there and, and maybe try to set up a pickup game. Uh, they can, you know, meet at a place. I've seen people do it at libraries. I've seen people do it at each other's garages. Um, they kind of get to know, now granted, you know, your experiences will vary because going to someone's house that you don't know to play a game of Warhammer 40k might not be a great experience. Like that could be bad, but it's an option. Um, but more importantly, you can get to know people there. You can talk to people about the game and like, maybe they know of a, a, a clubhouse or a club nearby that doesn't advertise very well uh i used to work at a club like that where we didn't have a lot of money for advertisement we pretty much just paid for the roof over our heads and we had an average about 30 players that came a month like a whole week actually and would just come play buy some stuff make some orders and we would order it and they'd have it here for when they got there on the friday or saturday and they'd come play um those exist out there it's just kind of trying to go find it yeah it's one of the things you have to kind of root around for but if you search hard, you might be able to find something like that. But let's say even you start searching and you don't come up with any of that. You don't see kind of people playing in your area. You might have to drive kind of far to get in on some actual games. What do you do in the meantime? Well, uh, like John said, there's some like Facebook groups for your local area. But also, 
there are Facebook groups for your faction and f- for the whatever game system you're into. So there are like Age of Sigmar fan groups, Warhammer 40k fan groups, and for your specific factions. You know, you play Gloop Spike Gits, there's a Facebook group for that. You play any type of Space Marines, there's a group for that. You play Tau, Necrons, Orcs. There's a lot of Reddit uh, subgroups as well. Yeah, that you could hop in on, and uh, you could at least, through there, you could simulate some of the community that you get at a game store. If you've got uh, sort of thoughts about your list or questions, you could post them on there, and depending on your group, I've had some really good experiences there to help kind of build a list and figure out where to go from here, and also to share your progress photos while you're painting. You know, it can act as a way to keep yourself motivated, even if you don't have a game store to to do that with in person. And like you will, it's the internet. You'll, there will be some jerks. There will be some guys who want to rain on your parade. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there who are just going to go, "Oh, neat, dude! Really like the highlighting you did on that like pauldron piece. That's great. You should show us more." Later on down the line. And maybe talking to these people, you can get invited to a Discord group. Or, oh, or yeah. maybe they know somebody in your area and you get to talk to them. Who knows? Um, you know, the other avenue is maybe you're the first one in your friend group getting into this. Maybe you have a bunch of friends and you're getting into this for whatever reason and they show an interest. Well, we'll cover it in a later episode. Oof. But you can always get those people in with you. Uh, have them oh, join your cult, per Slippery se. slope. <laughs> i i don't say this with any sort of like experience at all no Um, no agenda at all (laughs) you can get them to come in and play the game with you you know build and paint these models and have a good time because it is a genuinely fun thing to do with friends uh kind of like how DD is a fun thing to do with friends we sit down at a table and you kind of socialize while also playing a game this is similar to that but with plastic miniatures that you can build and paint and you can watch the preview parties together and like talk about the books and look at trailers online for stuff and get excited for the video games. And oh yeah. Just share kind the hype. Of get into it. Um, and it's just, it's a fun game to play, like having a beer, eating some pretzels, maybe some snacks or pizza with your buds and just have a good time. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't have a, a built community there, just, you know, make your own. Yep. Totally cool. And I think to that point, um, it, we would be remiss not to offer to help in that way. You know, uh, when John and I started doing this, um, largely it was because we rant a whole bunch and we figure we might as well put it up on the internet somewhere uh, to try to help somebody. But it's also because, uh, as John mentioned you know, we've been in situations where we didn't have uh, a community to sort of foster uh, the growth in the hobby or to really get as much enjoyment out of this as you can. So one of the motivations in starting the channel, in addition to helping new people get into it, was to to kind of help them find cool people while doing so. And if we're talking about, you know, finding community online... I think it would kind of make sense for us to also kind of extend an olive branch. Um, If you're out there and you're finding that you can't really find a local community to hop into, or maybe you want stuff in addition to the Facebook groups, uh, we've mentioned it on the other podcast, but we've got 
Instagram and Twitter. And of course, the YouTube version of this has comments. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you'll have to go to one of the social medias. But reach out to us. Uh, we're more than happy to chat about whatever you got going on. Uh, you know, you got paint progress. My lord, we love paint progress fi- pictures. Love them. We will hype you up. Oh my we god. We will pump you up to keep painting. They're Send us best. your pictures. <laughs> we'll trade progress pics for progress pics. It'll be a great time. Or I, I scroll Reddit to look at pictures. I would rather someone send me pictures <laughs> regardless of their <laughs> skill level at painting. I just like looking at miniatures. Yeah. I mean, it's, hit us up with it. Or if you got questions about a list, even if we don't play that army, I will go figure out some of that army and I'll help you, you know. Just let us know. We could, if we could do anything to assist your enjoyment of this hobby and getting into it, I guess what I'm trying to say is reach out. You know, we can even down the road, if we got enough people who want to, maybe we make a little Discord group that we can all get into. We could chat whenever you got some time. We've, we've just discussed it. Like we, we can create a Discord that's something you guys are into and we have enough people that interested. So it's not just, you know, me and Joe hanging out with each other in Discord going, he, like we can, <laughs> we can have a bunch of people in there. Um, you know, sharing progress pics, talking about whatever books we read, sharing maybe, more bits and memes. Oh, my Lord. Y'all are missing yeah. out if you are getting in on these like Gabe's Workshop memes. Primo Ooh. memes. Uh, but we can, you know, Maybe some folks who don't have a community to play with can find other folks that are near to them that have a community to play with that they can introduce each other and kind of get together with this. Um, because th- this game has a lot to offer everybody from all all ages, everything. It doesn't matter who you are. This game really is for everyone. I mean, it, it's great. Um, unless, you know, you're a chud or a, like a real bad turd. Um then, you know, probably not for you. <laughs> and well, I, I mean, don't really like playing with jerks. Don't. I don't think they probably would enjoy our podcast anyway. I think we're a little casual for, like, the hardcore win at any cost folks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think those people probably turned off somewhere around uh, the Beast Claw Raiders raiding the local Golden Corral. Yeah, that's, that's about where they turned off. <laughs> um, yeah, true. So, yeah, at this point... If that's something everybody wants, you know, we could do that. If it's a way to just kind of keep the hobby going, because that's kind of our goal with this thing. And uh, or if nothing else, we'll be here once a week to give you more stuff to listen to while you're building or painting or working or driving or whatever you do while you consume our weird, goofy little podcast. Um, Now, normally this is where I would plug our social media stuff, but I feel like that would be just a tad redundant. So just a tad just a little bit much yeah i don't want to ring that bell too hard we're obviously professional podcasters we're not professional youtubers so i'm not gonna say it too many times that was sarcasm <laughs> uh could you not tell i, I can recognize sarcasm when i hear it <laughs> was it because i finally enunciated some words is that how you t- can tell i can't talk to enunciation i also can't enunciate so <laughs> yeah that's not our strength but if you do want something, just hit us up. Let us know. We'll be here. Until then, I've been Joe. And I've been John. And that's all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see you all next time.